Welcome to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epstein, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Andrea Epteen with the Direct Impact Podcast. And I just want to remind you that on the Direct Impact Podcast, we explore all the many ways we might enhance our mental health and leave a positive and life-giving impact in our wake. I am so excited to introduce our speaker for today. Today we have Stefan <laughs> Neff, and he is an anesthetist, and he has had more than his fair share of trauma in his life, and we're going to be talking about that today. Uh, he has tried to drown his PTSD, his depression, and his anxiety in industrial doses of vodka, but had to learn the hard way that those critters can swim. <laughs> I love the way he puts that. Nowadays, he lives a very different life where self-love, humility, integrity, and transparency actually mean something. Love it. His aim is to demystify addiction and mental health problems. He hosts the show my steps to sobriety and he has just released the second edition of his book under the same name my steps to sobriety so Stefan, welcome oh thank <laughs> you, you like very the, much you like the way i say it with oh us, i said <laughs> oh that's beautiful <laughs> i feel very at home <laughs> for the listeners out there we had this little preamble about how how to how important names are as a as a as a, um, a way of honoring and respecting the other person and so andrea is doing a great job of pronouncing it the way it would have been in the south of germany perfect <laughs> yes and i feel like we're you know great friends now um Stefan had me on his podcast mm. and it was just a really great time. Um, so today our main topic is going to be our recovery journeys. Mm. And I know that we talk about that a lot on the Direct Impact podcast and Stefan's uh, journey is a very tough one and one packed full of value. And I can't wait to talk to him a little bit more about that. So again, welcome. Welcome. Mm -hmm. welcome. Thank you so much. Oh, where to start, isn't it? Where to start? <laughs> we both are here way down the line on a path to become better and different human beings. And we are very driven to do so. But of course, that comes our search for the light, our being the light comes, of course, from a time of darkness. And, and that is that is where I guess both of our uh, journeys really begin, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, and I love that saying our passions give purpose to our past. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is where that, you know, passion in your belly comes from is having, you know, a, a journey, a unique um, journey that has taught you lessons that are so powerful. You have to share them. You just have to share them. And can't imagine not, because when you come <laughs> to the other side, you want to shout it from the hilltops, right? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly right. So I have some questions for you, and um, I'm very interested in digging a little deeper. I know in the introduction I talk about, you know, 
your post-traumatic stress, depression, and anxiety that you were drowning in vodka, mm. right? Can you tell me a little bit about what you were drowning and how you mm. climbed ashore? <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it, climbing ashore. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a lovely thing. I, I will work on that in a moment. Um, so the... Oh, God, where to start? Um, ultimately born on the wrong sides of the track, um, single mom working her guts out, being there for a latchkey child, uh, maybe not having great male role models, um, trying my best, um, mediocre kind of student. Um, and then in my early teenager years, I became the victim of a gang assault, just wrong place, wrong time. Um, but it completely changed the way I was seeing the world and I was living. It was pretty brutal. And I ended up, uh, luckily, just a night in the emergency department um, and then home. But it became clear to me that the world is not a nice place. And my focus mm. was completely readjusted. Re I remember sitting, bleeding, getting into a tram, sort of a, a train, kind of local train in us, and not a person was helping me and it was everyone sort of looked away. And I think that that has cemented in me that, uh, that, Hey, there is no one out there to help you. Um, there is no help. So you might as well get on with it and do it all yourself. Um, that's what I did. So I had barely healed and my bruises were still over my face when I started training with, uh, the German law enforcement, uh, agencies, where you could, at that time, you could train in the police sports clubs. You could train martial arts. And that's what I did. Okay, listen up. I just need to say how life-changing Canva has been for our team. It packs the value of one, maybe even two, full-time employees saving me thousands. It is valuable money and time that I can put back into my business. Thank you, Canva, for making all the things possible. Use Canva for your social media posts, professional graphics, presentations, digital courses, posters, videos, logos, and much, much, much more. Canva is a must-have for real, y'all. With thousands of professional templates, images, and quality content to choose from, it's like having an experienced graphic designer and content creator in my pocket. With Canva, you can collaborate with your team and tackle projects together in real time. At Lightning in a Bottle and the Direct Impact Podcast, we use Canva for just about everything. And honestly, I don't want to imagine doing business or engaging our amazing community without it. For all these reasons, we have become a Canva affiliate. Please go to our show notes and check out Canva, www.canva.com. Go to our show notes and check them out. And don't forget to use our promo code, IMPACT to support this podcast. Now, back to the show. So I brought the gang leader behind bars. Um, he threatened to kill me uh, on his release three years later. And I thought, okay, I've got three years now to turn into Rambo, which I did. And it was an amazing journey both physically as well as mentally. So there was a lot of growth there, but it was a pure survival growth. It was a pure, I mean, I became the, the, the proverbial fighting machine. Mm. And I was constantly looking over my shoulders constantly because I expected and, an, you know, something happened every moment. So it was quite a dark time uh, during that time. 
alcohol had not yet come onto the scene. I was so focused on you know my my schoolwork and then my my training after after school, and and on the weekends. So part of that also not being not having much money, I would would often work three days a week plus school plus training etc. So there was not much time. And then I ended up in university. Uh, as it turned out, from mediocre, I became actually very keen to learn, and I I got addicted to learning mm-hmm. and addicted to throwing myself into into work much earlier than probably I did become addicted to other things that, like the alcohol. So I was a workaholic long before I was a, an alcoholic. But then I went into the university, and it was freedom. And several things happened at the same time. I realized that this, this, this the guy I brought behind bars. He will never find me. I was in a different town. There was no, no chance that he ever will get me. Secondly, I discovered girls. Thirdly, I discovered alcohol. And now there was this freedom there in me, and I lifted up to the to the fullest. Uh, the alcohol helped me tremendously to come out of the darkness. It was such a warmth that came over me, such a joy that came out of me. I was singing, I was playing the guitar in the middle of everywhere, in town or whatever. I had a great time. And uh, that disinhibition, of course, attracted the girls like like moths to a flame. So it was good. Uh, so and having friends who were eat uh, equally uh, of the same league, we had a fantastic time. So I had a wonderful, wonderful time at university. And uh, alcohol was was part and parcel of it. That was the eighties uh, um, and nineties. Alcohol in Germany is ubiquitous. You know, it's all part and parcel of it, and it was still a friend then. Mm-hmm. But then down the line, of course, um, or <laughs> whilst it was all so pretty, I still was escaping. Now, it wasn't clear at that time. I was still never addressing the fears, the the issues that were plaguing me. I had a very big mouth. I had a very big ego. I was probably quite a dick. But it actually worked out for me. I had the nicest girls. I had a, a great time. I was. I became a good doctor, and I became so because of the PTSD. I believe um, mm-hmm. because I was. It was very hard for anyone or any situation to catch me out because I had this hyper reactivity, arousal. hyper hyper yeah. arousal, hyper awareness um, that quickly came on. So the slightest little bit of hey, there's something wrong. Bing, I was switched on. And that's yeah. nice as a doctor, as an anesthetist. So, so some of the things came in my favor, but in reality, I had never learned to feel my emotions. Uh, I always escaped them. I always tried to modulate them. And that continued throughout my uh, training as a young anesthetist. And it was. It was only on other occasions that I actually let things out. And it was typically, again, with the help of alcohol. I remember I was, I was, uh, one day coming home from a horrendous night shift in intensive care unit and thought, I'm going to put Forrest Gump on. It was just Forrest Gump had come out. So I put a video on and, um, had a glass of wine with that to just sort of chill out. And after about five minutes, I started crying and I couldn't stop sobbing for pretty much most of the film. 
And then I thought, hmm, just maybe, just maybe <laughs> you've taken a bit of a big bite here from life and that you're still struggling. And so I actually thought, hey, this is a good idea. So at least I was aware that I was emotionally constipated. Uh, so there you go. So I made it a rule of, you know, yeah, from now and then I would darken everything in the room, would put the soundtrack of Les Miserables on, and with the help of some red wine, I would oh, decompress my feelings. Mm. But again, it's all artificial. I didn't actually feel them. I I let them out like a burst dam, but I didn't feel them. I didn't deal with them. And guess what? It, it, that all accumulates because trauma just keeps coming. Trauma keeps building up. Trauma is like, like an onion, more and more and more and more layers. And then unfortunately, later on, when you try to unpack all the trauma, wow, you think you've dealt with one, you've filled one layer back, and then you think, oh, shit. There's a lot of pus or, or <laughs> yucky stuff on the next layer. So, and it took me a long time. It took me basically to my mid-40s to, to realize that I just couldn't continue like that. Mm -hmm. And it was, my world had again become quite dark and quite frustrating and lots of pressures, lots of new traumas, um, slow deaths of my parents, financial struggles, changes in the work environment that put huge strains on, on me, etc. There was, it's just as life happens, there's always right. new trauma. And again, I had not learned how to deal with that. And that was sort of, I became more and more reliant on that crutch of alcohol, um, on the crutch of work. I worked Oh, 14, 16 hours trying to escape. And then finally, when you can't work anymore, then you drink. And because you still wanted to escape. And it was just awful with hindsight. All right. I want to tell you about Brain FM. Some days our focus is stretched thin. Different sources of stimulation regularly wear on our attention. Working from home can obviously exacerbate these issues. At best, curated playlists can be a crapshoot. Whether they'll actually push you to be more productive, who knows? This is why we use Brain FM. These guys have neural phase locking audio technology and fire soundtracks that shift your neurons into focus mode. Visit brainfm.com. That's www.brainfm.com. Use the promo code Direct Impact for great discounts. That's Direct Impact with no spaces. Now, visit the link in our show notes. I mean, it is uh, ultimately it was uh, the, my wife who, behind my back, organized a admission to a rehabilitation hospital, who took control there, and um, was the biggest the biggest act of love she could have done. Um, for me, it was absolutely shocking. Oh my God, um, how could I? Everyone will find out. And the reality was as if people had not known. Everyone already knew. Don't you of love course, that? I mean, I think course. that's. That's so mm. common. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm mm. exposed. People exactly. are going to find out. It's like, find <laughs> out what they already mm -hmm. knew. <laughs> yeah. So, bottom line is, I was, uh, I ended up in a in a fantastic place. Um, this place is no longer around, unfortunately. Um, the Capri Rehabilitation Hospital in Auckland, in New Zealand, but it was it was run by ex addicts 
I think that was the first realization that everyone who was helping me was actually an addict themselves. And that was mind blowing to me because in my mind, I thought I'm all alone. No one could have ever suffered from the trauma that I have suffered from. No one could ever experience how bad I felt, the guilt, the shame, the all the negative emotions that were riding me like, like bloody a mad chimpanzee riding, like a donkey. I was, I was. Ah, oh, powerless uh, towards these negative emotions, and um, suddenly to see that there are other people who had been in my place and now got their shit together, I thought, "Ha!" Huh. That was the first big realization, and uh, so many more were to come there. I think the biggest thing is to realize that. I mean, it was a twelve-step program, I have to say. So, uh, but a very down-to-earth, not. Christian, but actually secular, uh, twelve-step mm -hmm. program, and very uh, sound, sound as in as in down to earth. There was no pretense. There was just mm. honesty, yeah, and that was yeah. beautiful. That was yeah. that helped me a lot. Yeah. Somewhere two weeks down the line, the boss of the rehab hospital said, "Come on, I want you to have a coffee with some." So we jumped in his car went to a cafe somewhere and I walked in and there was a colleague of mine who I had known. I had organized conferences uh, and I had invited him as a guest speaker. And it turns out that this colleague equally had problems with addiction and had his nose clean for 12 years by that time. And wow. I thought, huh. So when you actually realize, oh my God, there are actually so many other people out there who are in trouble. And therefore, you are not the only one. And that was beautiful. This was this was one of the many things I had to learn the hard way. I'm not unique. Trauma affects virtually everyone. Many of us are experiencing depression, suicidal ideation, anxiety attacks, uh, PTSD or PTS. Mm -hmm. It's nicer to put it like that, post-traumatic stress. Uh, because it's not really a disorder. It's it's mm -hmm. it's post-traumatic stress. It's it's a very logical thing actually to happen. Um, we all <laughs> experiencing that. Then it's not, and it's not a, a a failure of yourself. It's not a weakness, a moral dilemma, uh, however you want to call it, a law enforcement issue. No, it is normal, and it's actually getting more normal. And I think that is what we need to address out there. And that's mm -hmm. why I love your show, Andrea, and, and your ability and your willingness to go out there and speak honest about that, bringing people like me in and vice versa, me bringing people like you on, because we need to shout it from the rooftops. It's normal for you to be fucked up. It's normal for you to have maybe not the best coping mechanisms, maybe not the best ways of dealing with stress and negative emotions. Mm -hmm. So that is normal and it's getting yes. more normal now. I mean, the last figures I read about a third of teenagers in the United States have had uh, multiple suicidal ideations in the last year. Mm -hmm. And previously there was, the number was about six or 7%. And now that has gone up the amount of uh, young women who are diagnosed with anxiety disorder. Uh, again, I read something like 20%, but I think that is much higher now. And these are, these are, labels, not just labels, these are states that people permanently live in, uh, and a constant activation of fight and flight. Uh, and no surprise that that then 
messes around with your gut, messes around with your hormones, messes around with your immune system. And then suddenly out of that, you develop pain states, the fibromyalgia, the, the many, many other uh, medical diseases that are directly linked to lifestyle. And it is, we are basically uh, our own worst enemies. And I was that. I lived that life for such a long time. And it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But the past does not equal the future. I think that is so powerful. Listen again to that. The past does not equal the future. That's right. Over the last eight, nine years, I've gone on a journey of self-discovery, on of regrowth, rebirth, of trying to figure out who I want to be when I grow up. And part of that journey was a very much a nutritional aspect, because as addicts, we are not necessarily known to have the best nutrition, okay? You sort of sprinkle a bit cheese on your wine, and that's what you call dinner, okay? So come on. Hey there, this is your host, Andrea. I just wanted to ask you a question. Are you interested in being on a podcast? Do you want to share your amazing story with the world? Or are you interested in hosting a podcast yourself? Well, if you are, then we really recommend Podmatch. Podmatch works to ensure that well-suited guests, hosts, and collaborators can find you. With an easy filtering process where you can either match with a potential guest or you can pass. It's that easy. Don't have a podcast. Don't worry. You can be a guest on someone else's podcast and share your story with their audience. It's just a click away. Here at Direct Impact, we love the ease of using Podmatch and all the connections that we've been able to make through their platform. If this is something that piques your interest, tap this episode. Scroll down to the bottom of our show notes and click our link, www.joinpodmatch.com backslash direct impact podcast to support the show. Again, that's www.joinpodmatch.com backslash direct impact podcast. So the very first thing that will happen in rehab, that someone actually is pumping you full of vitamins and fluid. That's called detox. Um, and then once you're actually off the, off the, the shit that you had been abusing, you then can start making changes. But you're probably pretty much depleted from a nutritional value, very much like a, like a woman who has just given birth to triplets. Can you imagine how sucked dry she is of all the vitamins and things like that? Well, you have done that yourself with the drinking. So therefore, that was beautiful. So I changed my, I, I lived healthier. I fought. But then three, four years down the line in my recovery, I still felt tired and felt uh, lousy. Uh, and I thought, is that it? Is that my life now? Am I getting old? What's the story? And I had forever sent patients to a nutritionist uh, that I worked with. And one day I said, oh, come on, uh, Ben, here is my money. Just, just take me apart, see what we can do. And we did some interesting testing, et cetera. And... It turned out that really I had done a good number on my liver and on my on my gut itself. Sure, the liver was slowly getting right. The gut still had a lot of trouble, and and this was not something I was aware of at that time. So uh, we did some allergy testing, food allergies, and I was allergic to a beautiful German breakfast. 
German breakfast, some lovely bread or rolls, some butter, cheese, egg. Um, yummy. Mm, give it to me any day. And I was allergic to all of them. <laughs> and I thought, oh, shit. <laughs> so my nutrition changed. And suddenly, guess what? A lot of things changed. Two, three months later, little pains here or there were gone. My hay fever, much better. Uh, and nasty achillotendinitis, a nasty thing that crippled me for 18 months, gone. So a lot of things changed then when I started paying attention to nutrition. So I realized, hang on, there is such an important link between my brain that needs a lot of work. And that is where 12 step systems or um, a, a similar kind of, of mindfulness approach or scientific approach to, to mental health comes in. But also there's all the other aspects, all the, the, the important bits that really make you whole. And that is the nutrition. That is the exercise. That is the connection to others. That is finding a purpose in life. Those kind of things of putting them actually into action. That became my mission. And as with every mission, there's always, there's always things getting in the way. Okay. I mean, otherwise Frodo would have gone straight from, from the Shire to Mount Doom, thrown the bloody ring in 10 minutes into the film and said, that's it. Done. Dusted. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Um, <laughs> so same here. And yeah. your your life is giving you detours. And that's okay. There's new trauma coming. There are new insights. There are new setbacks. There are new doubts. Everything. Everything happens. But overall, I think I was, I was, I had a privilege of finding new ways to infuse me, new ways to move forward, to now being at a point in my life where again, there has been a tsunami of shit hitting me in the last two years. Um, yet, uh, barring a, a mild relapse of a few bottles of wine, that was about it. That was the only lasting, lasting hiccup that there was. And that became a, a growth journey in my own, in, in its own right. Absolutely. And that's so beautiful. Yeah. So, so yeah. there you are. It is, it is once you, once you choose, ch once you choose life, once you choose light over darkness and you take daily action, little steps, you have no idea how quickly your interest compounds. Um, I often quote the principle of the five minute gardener. And that is if you were in your garden and from now on, every single day, you spend five minutes in your garden, never less, never more, only five minutes. After a week, you would see some differences. After a month, your family thinks, wow, that looks good. After three months, your whole neighborhood will stand on the fence and think, whoa. Okay. So can you imagine that you do the same thing? with your wealth, with your finances, that you do the same thing with a relationship, that you do the same thing in your career, you will see traumatic differences. Do the same thing in your life. And sometimes we get sidetracked and that's important. And that's, that's where we need help. That's where you need to put a team together that is your power team, where you are the dumbest member of that team. 
And so what I did recently when I found myself at a point where I thought, oh, God, um, I got myself a strength coach. So I actually got myself someone on my side who um, helped me to focus on the habit of daily exercise, or at least three times, four times a week, despite the fact that I still work stupid hours. Um, but I had someone to hold me accountable for that. I took someone on board who helped me to to just evaluate is trauma, my PTS still playing around there? Some of the, is there still some shit going on there? It turns out not too much. Um, I got myself someone, uh, a specialist in unscrambling programs up there. And uh, even within two sessions, I've already uh, unscrambled quite a bit there. And I thought, huh, okay. And then I did my own work. Mm. So, but also I've, 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 uh, I chose to, to take different paths. It's all a choice. It's a privilege, a privilege of choice. You can choose to work on your relapse or you can choose to work on getting better. And That's it's right. that willingness to take action in a yeah. consistent fashion towards a goal that you uh, desire, that you feel is worthwhile living for. That is what brings the joy. Listen up, Direct Impact Nation. You know how important routine, structure, consistency, and accountability is on the road to recovery and personal discovery. Well, I have developed the perfect companion for you on your journey. My Plan to Recover journal is thoughtfully and specifically designed for the person looking to achieve long-term success in recovery while gaining personal insight, awareness, emotional intelligence, and spiritual integrity. The Plan to Recover journal will help you stay recovery-minded, practice your priorities, and build a healthy relationship with self and others 12 hours at a time. To preview and pre-order your copy today, visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash journal. That's www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash journal. And don't forget to get a PTR journal for a friend on their journey too. Direct Impact Nation will save 15% when you use the promo code IMPACT. That's promo code I-M-P-A-C-T. With the purchase of your PTR journal, you will become part of an exclusive community dedicated to recovery and self-discovery. Visit www.lightninginabottle.biz and let us take you from want to to willing and from willing to healing. And there are definitely, this is brings me to an opportunity to highlight some things that you said for our audience that I feel like are just so important. And that's that those daily practices, those daily practices, that willingness, not the want to, but the willing peace inside of us. And, you know, like really toning that part of us that is willing to engage on a day-to-day yeah. basis in, you know, what is life-giving, you know, and what really brings us health and healing. Mm. And I love your story. And I have to highlight some pieces of your story because I asked about the trauma and I asked about the dis-ease and I asked about the disease and the addiction and also the swimming to shore, right? And I want to highlight 
that negative core belief that was instilled in your trauma, that negative core belief where, you know, being assaulted that way is so traumatic and it definitely changes your lenses, as you said, but that negative core belief you identified as nobody's coming to my rescue. Nobody is going to help me and I am all alone. And that reshapes your lenses. And you started also, moving through life that way. But it also, yeah. there was another thing that we need to highlight there. It started yeah. the resentment. Mm. I was so resentful to this other person, to the to that gang, who who had fun with me, and uh, it was. By the time I entered rehab, I was so resentful to everyone, to the world. They were all against me. Look, you did that to me. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna drink a whole bottle of vodka. <laughs> that will show you. <laughs> and it's when you think about it. What? Oh yeah. What? What? Oh. An, oh. But well, how the, often how often do we drink poison expecting the other person to die? Exactly. Touche. Which Absolutely. is exactly what we do. And we call mm. it not just PTS, but mm. it's post-traumatic embitterment. PTED, <laughs> post-traumatic embitterment disorder. It is a thing. Mm. And it is what <laughs> happens when we are e exploited or are betrayed or violated mm. to that degree. And it is very hard to come out of that without developing resentment and then embitterment and then medicating mm. that to the degree that we are injuring mm. ourselves, hoping mm. that the other person's going to feel a bit of that pain and they don't, you know, <laughs> but I just absolutely, I, I, I love that you were able to highlight because we talk about those negative core beliefs and how they get instilled in those traumatic moments and how part of unpacking that, identifying those negative core beliefs and unpacking them so that we can move into a place of release and resolution when it comes mm. to that trauma so that we no longer have to, you know, hold on or harbor negative emotion to feel safe. <laughs> and and so I just, I love that part of your story. And I also love for our listeners that you identified mm. my wife forcing me into treatment, <laughs> mm. you know, shining the light on my disease that I was ignoring and pretending that other people mm. couldn't see was the mm. most kind and compassionate thing that she could have done. It was the most loving thing mm. she could have done. I think it's so important for people to understand that because a lot of us have loved people in their addiction not loved their addiction, but loved the people in them. And I need them to hear that it is okay to shine a light on it. It is okay. And, and um, I strongly, strongly, strongly believe we need to be open and honest about it. We, ne we need to be very clear that really right now, your your negative emotions are not something to be ashamed about. Mm -hmm. your, your, the way you talk to yourself is more a message um, all that guilt and shame that maybe you as listeners have right now. I mean, it's just you, you make a little mistake, you spill some milk, you idiot, you, you, you talk to yourself as, as my God, you would not talk to anyone else like that. Mm -mm. Maybe that is a message. Maybe that is a message to you that there's some work that you need to be done. So if you have any kind of doubt that there are some negative programs running in you, just yeah. listen to how you talk to yourself and then I, I, take I, it I, from there. And I appreciate how you highlighted we're all fucked up. Yeah, I love so that. Much. But, and so that's much. not a new thing. You know, it's no. generationally. I mean, like we've all been fucked up for a long yeah. time. Correct. Um, there was Correct. this 
Garden of Eden, right? <laughs> We're all fucked <laughs> up and have been from the beginning of time. And it is okay to own that. Uh, it's okay mm-hmm. to know that we are human beings living on planet Earth. And with that is going to come hurts and wounds and traumas. And as soon as we admit that and own that, mm-hmm. we can move into recovery. So I just, I love that exactly. you were able to name that. And I exactly. believe, and we have to name it to tame it. And we have to be open and honest and transparent. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. said, um, sometimes we have to move, have some recovery in order to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that is what we're looking for is honesty, mm-hmm. authenticity, mm-hmm. and integrity. Mm-hmm. So yeah. often the one more thing though, is you yeah. need to be aware that, that these kind of breakthroughs, they rarely happen on your own uh, cho- or by your own choice or by your own drive. There are certain things you can do, but it's often new developments or you talking to someone who actually knows what they're doing. Um, again, the, the power team who can reveal some of the things. Um, for example, my, my PTS, I did not realize that I had it um until i was oh maybe about five years ago something like that i was well and truly into my recovery and this this kind of trauma yeah okay yes i had trauma blah blah i was more no i was sort of still pushing that a bit away and one of my my colleagues who was ex-special forces he went through a nasty nasty bout of his symptoms and he was a mess and one day he came back and said, oh, I've seen this and this person. It's going to be all fine now. And the moment he said that, I thought, oh, shit, he is mm-hmm. he's about to finish, finish to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And really, within a week, he was much better. And uh, but on that in that moment, when he said, um, no, it's going to be all better in my mind, I was saying, yeah, right. And in my mind, I was ticking off all the boxes of PTS. Um, that he was scoring full house. And the moment I did that, I realized I was scoring full house as well. Mm. And I thought, what the hell? And then I watched him change. And I thought, okay, who did you talk to? Give me that telephone number or I'm going to slap you silly. <laughs> and a, uh, and fast forward three sessions of hypnotherapy. And um, I had a very different handle on my own story, on my own uh, PTS, and uh, suddenly the three, four o'clock in the morning awakening and the worst of Stefan show over the last 45 years or 50 years, <laughs> you see everything you ever did wrong, was much rarely, much rarer happening. The, 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 the kind of weird sensations, the, the visceral response to a memory um, when you're driving, uh, to suddenly, as if someone hits you in the gut because you had a memory of how you treated a girl 25 years ago. And you think, oh, what the hell? That kind of stuff very quickly dissipated and, and just not went away completely, but much, much better. So again, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And that is That's where right. a good person you talk to will listen to you what you say, will also listen to you what you don't say. And that's where the skill is. So um, I strongly encourage you guys to seek 
professional help, either from a life coach. And when I say either, forget that either word, from a life coach, from a physical trainer who maybe is used to work with um, trauma, um, because there are certain uh, trauma-focused yoga um, practices, for example, that can be tremendously helpful because the issues lie in the tissues. So often enough, we see that there are that there are physical problems which are really uh, strongly, strongly supported or created by your lifestyle and more by trauma, by stress, etc. Absolutely. So, and, and and I love that as a call to action too. Mm, I love absolutely. that you have now said this is a call to action, and those really are. From listening to your story, those full circle moments for you where it's like, actually, I'm not alone. I have a community. I have Mm. organized a team where I have ensured that I am the dumbest person in the room. Mm. Those are some powerful words and an amazing call to action. Organize a team where you are ensured Mm. to be the dumbest person in the Mm. room. I love that. Get the support Mm. that you deserve. I appreciate that. And I think that is an amazing call to action. And I'd like you to let our audience know where they can learn more about you and more about (laughs) the podcast and the book Mm, and My Steps to Sobriety. You named it mystepstosobriety.com is my website. You find all the links there. Um, You can branch out into the books I've offered or co-offered. We've got... well, well, we have got my steps to sobriety. Um, if you hold fire for a bit, the second edition is just being revamped into the third edition. So that should come out really two months, three months now as the new and improved version. So uh, hold fire a bit, but you will find it there and you will find the link on my website. I've written a, a children's book, um, Esme the Mindful Mouse, because I believe that uh, it's easier to actually teach children to be strong human beings than to repair broken adults. Um, so if you want to have some some beautiful time with your little ones, perfect. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. Depression yes. Light to me, um, a compilation of stories by 14 female storytellers uh, from all walks of life about the way they have experienced their depression and the lies that their disease has told them. So it is, these are some of the books I've, I've written, but bottom line is, uh, it is, I, I just in, invite you all to come along onto a journey. Um, some of you might have a story to tell. So check my website out and maybe become a guest on my, on my show or on Andrea's show. Um, you know, it is share your insight, share your lessons you had to learn the hard way. And there is so such a beautiful journey waiting for you when you actually explore this. And if my website and if my my show, my steps to sobriety, if my social media can help you, uh, then please feel free um, subscribe to Andrea's show. If you haven't already done, like and subscribe. Okay, don't be shy. Press the buttons um, and then <laughs> head over to my steps to sobriety and check me out and like and subscribe and see see where this takes you. Yeah, we both we have going... got. F- so, ladies first. Oh no, I was just going to say we're going to link to all of that in our show notes, and so absolutely like <laughs> and subscribe and scroll. If you're not familiar with show notes, hello. 
Go to the show notes, (laughs) scroll down to the bottom, find out more about our speakers, find out where you can connect with them, find out more about the Direct Impact podcast, more about me, more about Plan to Recover Mm. Journal, more about, Mm. you know, all the things going on at Lightning in a Bottle. So, yeah, read show notes, scroll down and find out more about Stefan and all that he is doing. And Mm. um, I invite you all to that. And thank you so much again for coming on the show because today, Stefan, you have made a direct impact. Oh, thank you very much. It was an honor and a privilege to be a guest on your show. Thank you so much. Does anyone else feel like they just earned an extra brain wrinkle? Do you feel like that went by way too fast and just cannot wait till the next episode? Then leave a review and share this episode with a friend, a loved one, a coworker, or whomever because your valued feedback makes a direct impact. Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein. Here is our disclaimer and legal language. Yes, I'm a psychotherapist, but guess what? I'm not your psychotherapist, and I need to be clear that this podcast is solely for enhancement, education, and entertainment purposes only. It is in absolutely no way a replacement for professional counseling services. If you feel like you need additional support, we strongly encourage you to seek that out today.